Hemshechayim Beis, Volume 1. We're up to Discourse Number 24. 100 years ago. Chapter 91, Tzadik Aleph, and page Kuf Ayin Hei, 175. This uh, new discourse, the Friedrich Rebbe sums it up by saying, Sipur which is the second interpretation in what a sphere is, Sipur, a narrative and a story. So, to sum up where we're at, we finished the nine chapters discussing the first interpretation of Sphira, and that is from the word Sipur, a sp- uh, misper, number. And in a rather li- uh, elaborate fashion, the Rebbe Rashab went through different aspects of number. And briefly, they all are part of understanding the interface, Sphiras being the interface between the divine and existence. And specifically, number has one side, it defines structure, it defines the fundamental and inherent a measure of this universe. Everything has a distinct. Is a, everything is a distinct entity, distinguished from everything else around it. That's one end of number. Then there's the other end of number that signifies magnitude, quality, and it all is a matter, of course, of perspective. So initially, discussed that this is the difference between what we call misperaedus. A misper hakelim. A misper is quality. The higher you go, the greater the number. Not number in division, mischalkus, but number as in greater quality, more abundance, more intensity. The lower you go, the intensity gets diminished. When it comes to kelim, when you talk about expression, like letters, as opposed to thought, as opposed to ideas, the the, the further down you go, the more you have. The more it breaks down into details. Now, Natsilis, Misperes, Misperakelim are aligned, and each has their role. One defines the structure, one uh, is the energy. Uh, Eir reveals the Kayach Hagvul of Ein Seif. What is the Kayach Hagvul? We're talking about the Eir Hagvul. The energy, the God's energy invested in creating something that is uh, that has structure. But as he goes further, into the explanation, using the Shalah, S Shadak and Kol Shadak from the Gemara, that S and Kol refer to something that is one that you see revealed in a very clear way, a number that signifies the value, Chshivas, of each individual. Explained, for example, Ishle Nedar, we see this in Shvash Amayim, in the heavenly celestial bodies, where they are Kayom and Beish, means each individual does not die. You see in a revealed way, very open, apparent way, the value of each entity because of the divine the divine infinite power invested in it. And we see it even more so in souls, which is why we count. Why in the Torah we count? On the other hand, we have a count that's a negative. As the Shalah has the question. We see that the Gemara says, the Talmud says, that time counting, things that are, are counted don't have, the blessing doesn't, Dwell there. 
blessing dwells in the thing that isn't counted. And he explains that's when you talk about counting in Elam Hazar, which means raw numbers, so to speak. Raw, selfish numbers that focus on the distinction and focus on the separation between things. So there, number is not considered a positive. Counting is not positive. But then there's Mispir Nelam Haba, as he puts it, which is the hasag of the souls as they climb level to level and appreciating the different levels. There, it goes infinite. It's not, folk, it's not, it's not about finite, it's about quality. And the, it's still, however, comprehension, so it's level by level by level. They have no rest. They continue to travel. So it's a tra- it's a journey on levels. But it's the levels that go on. And he explains it in two ways. You could say this Misper Elam Haba, spiritual number, is the Kalim, the containers. Because even the containers of Atsilas are also revealing the divine power of the structure, the structure now, not the energy within the structure, the structure. And, uh, and the, so therefore, the Kalim too are part of our Atzilus, is this Chesed, Gvura, this structure. But each one is infinite. And the limitation is only in the flow outward. Or you can say, he says, the second way you can say is that um, it goes on the Eris. is the number of the energies. That's what Mispra Elam Haba is. And through that Veda, through the work of a person, through Teira and Shuva, as he puts it, we're able to draw down beyond number into number. In other words, the power of the infinite into the finite structure of existence. And then finally, concludes, why do we call it koil? Koil is seemingly a positive thing. Koil shadakadim is here, it seems koil is referring to the number in this world, in the raw numbers of the material world. So it explains that koil includes everything. It includes all types of transmissions, including those that go even to negative forces where they too have some awareness. And the point is that we should have S, which is from the word Bittal, that it should be complete subjugation, and then a person is able to even transform the Kalim, which diminish the energy, to the point that down here below, it can even flow to the wrong places, even to negative forces, and transform that into Layasafir, into a place which is completely divine. And this is the difference between Misper Misper Akel and the difference between the work of the Nefesh Alekiz, the divine soul, and then there's the work of the animal soul. That divine soul focuses on primarily on the, on the energies. It connects to the energies in a revealed way. Limsa Nafshebech and the Nefesh Abamis, the animal soul, its work is transforming the crassness of this world. And he explained that's the two things in Tzayr Tasla Teva, the two different interpretations, whether it means window. Uh, which is referring to the work of Tzadikim, or he's talking about Eventai, which is referring of transforming the letters of Teva, the words and letters through prayer, transforming it in a way that it becomes an Eventai, a uh, sparkling, a, a shining, a glowing um, letters, words, brilliant. brilliant, to the point of Tzadayim that it actually becomes like literally like uh, like daylight. So it reaches the highest levels. So the kalim themselves become a keli for the, for the energy and even for the energy that's even higher than the containers. With this is the summary of sphere from number. Now he's climbing to the next step, which is sphere from the word sipur and Haggadah, sipur. So the same words, mispar, sefer, samach pei, reish, can be in, in the mean number. Now we're going to go to the second interpretation, which is 
a sipur, telling a story. And clearly, he's climbing from the bottom up. In other words, misper, even though misper too, he spoke two sides. Now he told the story. Let's see what the story, what's the story behind the story. Okay. So now page 175. Um, this course 24 this is talking about Avram Avinu when he greets the guests who he thought were nomads and he offers them a meal and so on so it says Abraham stood above them beneath the tree and they ate the meal that he provided for them the Gemara in Kedushin, Talmud in Kedushin on page 32b says, I think it's Rabbi Lozer Rabbi Yehuda, Virab Tzodik, probably. What's the story? That they had gathered at a party for the son of Rabban Gamliel. And Rabbi Gabriel was standing as the host. He was standing and was pouring them uh, mashke, giving them um, drinks. Omar Rabbi We'll find out in a moment. Aliyazar. Okay, I said. I said. I said that. No, did I say that? Yeah. Uh, sure it says? Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Tzadik. Okay, Tzadik. So, yeah. So, Amr Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yeshua. Says Rabbi Lazar, Malacha Yeshua. Oh, it says here. Yeshua, Shanach Yeshrim, Veram Gamliel Ahmed. What is this? What kind of uh, behavior is this? That we're sitting and he's standing? Not a sign of respect. The Heshivlei, and Rabbi Yeshua answered to Rabbi Lazar, he brings a proof. Yeah, that's how it is. The host stands. Avram stood above them, stood upon them. Stood. So, in other words, he's saying l'chayr is seemingly not an appropriate thing. He's standing, we're sitting. So he said, we see the same thing by Avram. Mashma mizeh says the Rebbe Rashab. From this appears. That standing itself is something separate from being the one that is the host that is feeding and giving drinks. So therefore, with the kindness that Avram bestowed and did with, with the angels, how you basing on him? With two things. The Levad Mashiachilam. Besides the fact that he fed them, there's another thing that he stood above them, which is like a separate thing. Why is a mashma from the Gemara like that? <laughs> no, it, it, uh, because. <clears throat> yeah, no, but the point being here is that what bothered him. It's not that he's feeding us. He's the host. We shouldn't be feeding him. You know, this is his house. That's where the party is. That he was standing and we're sitting. In other words, not just that there's something about the standing part. His answer 
What did he answer? He didn't answer we should be feeding him. He answered that there's something about the whole standing, so to speak. So you could say it's inevitable. How else can you feed someone unless you stand? But it's just like, that, that, in other words, what bothered him was more that, that he's, how could we be sitting in the presence of, like, you know, you don't sit when your rabbi or your, your, your teacher is uh, standing. Was he their teacher? I don't know if he's their teacher, but he may be their superior. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it appears. That Ahmed is the issue here. We have to understand what are these two things? The feeding and the standing. We have to understand what does it mean? It's seemingly superfluous. Extra. They stood beneath the tree. It already says and we will lean or rest under the tree. So it should have said, it could have said, Aymed Aleim, and that's it. What the difference is, Tachas Eitz. Could have said here, he stood above them, stood atop them, or stood beside them, and fed them. Why does it repeat a second time, redundant, beneath the tree? By the way, this Pasuk we already learned, if you remember the Maimon of Sukkis, Repeat. The Sukkah's Mayim, he talked about Tachas Eitz with Sukkah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, because it brings also this Raya from the Schutz of Ram standing, that's why. But he spoke Sukkah, Sukkah Tachas Eilan, it is not, so he spoke, yeah. Right, this was a few Mayim back. Lahavin calls Yesh Lahagdi, Mashin is Baileel, to understand all this, we have to preface what we discussed earlier. The shame svira ulash and misper. That the word svira, the name svira is from the word misper. And we explained, and it was explained, shu b'chinas hakelim. The misper who agbala the shach b'chinas hakelim. Explained that number is primarily in containers. Because number, which is hagbala, as the padda says, number denotes structure. Number denotes parameters, measure, count. Uh, weight, size. That's what numbers are. Actually, I think all those above are correct. Weight, size, they're all about numbers. We live in a world of numbers. The shayach b'pchines That is possible in the kalim. The containers are what define the size, the measure, the parameters. Oli is the misper in his chachos, because misper is not a new thing, as, as we discussed. Misper only reveals... The number of something that was there already before. It doesn't create it. Kim Gilea It's only a revelation of the concealed. Who bekelem that silis. Shem is Gilea So number is in the containers of Atsilis, which is revealing the concealed power of numbers that was there, the power of the finite that was there before. Finis Bayer, and also explained. The Ikriya Misper who Akbal's Dover. And the end number itself, and the kalim itself, the primary place where numbers manifest is in the state and level of malchus. Remember the two part, the one part is that the first part is that he brought was misper in general is the finite aspect of the spheres 
which are the containers as he explained. And then the next chapter he brought the Pardis on Mispar HaYomim, that specifically it's Malchus, because the Malchus is the primary place of, malchus, of, of containers. Well, the Mailam HaMalchus, and higher than Malchus, Eina Shaykh Mispar, Shuhu Akbala. And higher than Malchus, you cannot say Mispar, which is defined. Ki'im Mispar Eiris. There, when you say number, you say the nine spheres above, which also are numbered, the nine, or six, six midas, and so on. There we're talking, focusing on mispada eris, which is really the magnitude, the quality of the energy, rather than the structure and definition of the measure and size and so on. So when you look at something, you can say, what are we focusing on? Are we talking about its quality or are we talking about its parameters? Like a little like Mahus and Mitzis in a way. Mahus, you talk about the Mahus of something, you talk more, the, it's like more of the air. Mitzis, you describe its, its parameters, its definitions. And that's the level. This is a number that's not countable, or it's a number that's endless. So it's a combination of two things. It's not beyond number period. It's in the world of numbers. That's why you say you say Let me sorry, but could you just repeat so what's he gonna We talked about it for hours. I know, I know. Just if you what's the question? Just what what, what is the, the base uh, the primitive uh, like one sentence. No. That's misper. Misper is structure. This chachma, this bina, chesed, and gvura. That's a structure. The question is: Is this structure a uh, limited one, or quality-wise, it has infinite power? It extends forever. Chesed ain't softly is pastuse. That's chesed, and not gvura. So there's a structure. There's a number. The number ten spheres. It's not eleven spheres. It's not twelve spheres. It's not nine. It's basically going back to I mean, the reason I say I elaborated because I didn't just discuss this line. It's the whole context. That when we look at the structure of the universe, is it a is it a limited is a limited structure? Is it the kechagvul of Einsef is bligvul? It's God's infinite power to express Himself in a finite way. If you're able to see the world from that perspective, then the finite is beyond finite. That's so. We don't see it that way. We only see the limitations. We don't see the the so-called kayach hamesaper in the misper. To draw, to draw the infinite into the, into the finite. That helps. Great. Yeah. So this misper shalay yisafir. He gave all the examples. They climb levels, but it's an infinite journey. The goal here is not to get to the infinite and ignore and annihilate the, the finite. The goal is not to be trapped in the finite. So how do we take a world that is so defined by multifarious multiplicity and within it experience that which is beyond? That's the tra- challenge. That's why we have this fetus in the first place. Because God can do anything. We're talking about our perspective. We could do it.
correct. You know, there's the din where Hamaytzi Echel Betech Kli and Shabbos, right? So you go according to the Echel, not according to the Kli. Right? Even though the Kli Befeirish can be a size that's Usr. Why? Because there it's bottled, because the whole purpose of it is not different reasons, and it's Lagufa. So you have something where quantity is completely subjugated, subjugated, sublimated to the quality. And the quality is less than the sheer, you're not even that I sell this. It's an example. So the same thing is in everything in life. You can be focusing on the pure uh, weight or measure or size. We could be focusing on the divine within it. And when you could focus on the divine, it becomes like And even though it has a structure, you go beyond structure, within the structure. Okay. Mathematical infinity. Yeah, but mathematical... Numbers, number of dots. I wouldn't go with mathematics here because it's going to be hard to combine infinity and finite. Finite and infinite. In mathematics, there are things, are there are similarities to what we're discussing here. There's the finite set of numbers, infinite set of numbers, but they don't usually meet. I mean, how does that help you? I don't think mathematics will help. I think it'll be the opposite. Aveda will help. The only way is through Aveda to understand this. You cannot understand this with logic. Because logic, finite is not infinite. It's only through Aveda. When you say, less machshavah trisabe klal, but you tough is berusa deliba. It's 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 more complicated because if kalim themselves depends which kalim and atzilus is one thing and lower than atzilus and so on. But God created a finite world. He wants it. So it's not just a state of mind. It's not an illusion. It's explained that this is the thing of which means every individual thing being counted because of its unique individual value. For is something that can be counted or cannot be counted. It can also not, it doesn't have the same type of individual uh, qualitative value. So is is not because each individual is unique, is, is uh, distinct, is because of the quality of what we're talking about, so therefore every detail matters. <coughs> Whereas in the world of Kalim, you can sell something more by, uh, by volume, or by weight, because every individual is not as, you don't, see, you don't recognize the quality of each individual entity. But technically, you could say in Kalim, there's actually more numbers if you speak from the perspective of distinction. In other words, in Koshadak Elimnes, you could be selling somebody much many more details, except it doesn't have the same type of individual value, qualitative value. So you could have a lot more quantity in Koshadak Elimnes than in Eshadak Elimnes. Like, you know, in Eshadak Elimnes, let's say you sell somebody five diamonds or five valuable things. You count it, he pays for it per item. In Kol, you'll sell somebody, listen, Take this a ton of, of, of scrap. So in, in qu- Kalim is more numbers, but in quality it's less. 
just pointing out what he means here, because you could say, you know, if S means everything counted, you know, Kalim, you also count each one. But Kalim focuses more on the on the structure of it, as opposed to the qualitative value, relatively speaking. I, I, I gave many examples. Another example, for example, when you read a book or a sefer. So there's letters and words, as we spoke, words of that prayer. And then there's the idea. You know, when you get immersed, you get engrossed in a book, you don't even, you don't even realize the words you're reading. You know, someone said, how many words did you read? So I didn't even look at the words. I was reading the idea. You know, good reading is such that you get so uh, absorbed that you just hear the ideas coming to you. Then you say, oh, I want to see the style, how he wrote it. Then you say, okay, let me see a paragraph on this. You ever read? You don't start counting how many paragraphs are there, how many words, lines. Because the words are like, like I said, like the, like, 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 that focus there is on the energy, on the message. If you're absorbed, someone's speaking to you, or someone's singing a song, you get so carried, lifted by the song and transported by it, you don't focus on the details. Then you want to go break on the details. Yes, there's musical notes and so on. So when things are perfectly aligned, Caleb and Natus work perfectly together. On the other hand, if the guy didn't have words, or the musician wasn't playing notes, you wouldn't hear anything. So it's clearly gvul. There's a structure. But what are you emphasizing? What are you experiencing? What's within the structure or the structure itself? Just to take it one step further, someone listens to music, let's say, a song that touches them. The song is clearly has a beginning and an end. Three-minute song, ten-minute song, twenty-minute song, doesn't matter. Each note has structure. And what does it do to you in quality? It could change your whole life. A five-minute nigan can touch a person in a bleak vuldik way. That's, just give me examples of Mispa Shalaya Safar. So if someone say, how can, how can I do that? It's, it's five minutes. I say, yeah, well, it's not five minutes of driving on a train. It's five minutes of, of magic. It's five minutes of uh, something that's divine. So you could have the same, it has structure, but it's, but the emphasis on it is on the Avis. <clears throat> Just remember, however, that there's also a middle step. There's the Kalim of Atsilas and there's Kalim in Biyah. Like that same song in Atsilas, the focus is two things. There's the energy of the song. There's the structure of the song. After Atsilas, the structure becomes much more powerful and you don't even hear the song so much. Or you don't hear it at all. To the point there can be even a distortion. That's like someone singing out of tune. So the same song, suddenly, instead of lifting you up to bleak wool, is, is grating in your nerves. <laughs> Soda. Why is it called Esh? Why do you call Eilis Esh Shadarki? <laughs> no. Again, we discussed it, we discussed it in detail. Every, did, did you read the chapter? Okay, listen, I'm not going to go over every detail again. Look at the last chapter. He said a bunch of things. S in Gemara is you count every individual. The value, quality, chshivus. The whole Maimur is about chshivus. And secondly, essence from the word bitl. It's bottle. Yiru Hashem. Es Hashem. By the way, so my mother talks this, that's the meaning of, uh, um, uh, what's the posuk that he brings? Kisisa S. Reish B'nei Yisrael. That S is the same S. Kisisa. That's the positive counting. Es Shadav Kalimnes. Okay. And finally he says, 
And we learned that through Teira and Shuva you draw down the level of Lay Misper and Misper, beyond number into number, beyond measure into measure, into parameters. That even the number of Elam Hazah should also be in a state of beyond number. So here too, what does Shuva do, for example? Right? A person is immersed. In Elam Hazah, in the worst possible way, Chumris. In Misper, raw, selfish, narcissistic numbers. Okay? And then he does Shuva. What he's doing is a qualitative thing. He's revealing, he's, he's transforming that state into a state that is uh, connecting to Elokus. So he's taking the darkness and turning it into light, which is like the like he says in Tanya, that specifically a person, not, why is Danis not like Zochis? Because of like a, a, hung, a thirsty person in the desert. Because of his thirst, that motivates him and propels him to have far more intense connection. So there you go, how misper brings you to lay misper. Listen, dilug, dilug yashar. Okay? Now begins interpretation two in Sphiris. Tzadik Aleph. And this will go, this goes till, so I think it's like 11 chapters. This is till Kuv Dalet. So it's 13 chapters to be precise. If you only had one item, could that, could that be counted as counting? I don't know. What, is that, is is that semantics? Who cares? Yeah, you could say that. We say, God is one. But it's beyond number. It depends. Is echad and is yochid. It depends if you're counting the one as an as a count, or you're saying oneness. If it's oneness, then it could be beyond any number. So it's the oneness of something. It's the pshitus, shapelessness. It all depends where uh, what the situation is. You say Hashem echad. You could say God is one and not many. You could say He's oneness, and that's beyond even one. So now we're going from chapter set ninety-one till chapter one hundred and four. 103 to be precise, essentially it's 13 chapters, is Pirush Beis in Sviris. Pirush Beis in Sviris, Uloshan Sipur Vagod. And second meaning in Sviris is from the word Sipur, story, Hagoda, narrative. I think Sipur and Hagoda, I don't know if there's a, there's a, you know, there are differences between the two. But that's what he calls it. Kumesha Kosov Hapardasham. Which pardis? He's going back to the same pardis that he began, which is in chapter 583. So what do you say there? I'm sorry, 83, yeah. So the pardis, which was Sharches Pedic Beis, he said, Come, I'm talking back to page 159. So he's referring back to page 159. So what does he say there? There he said, the pardis says, Kama Pirushim. And the first one, Ha'al of Losh and Mispur. Now he's going Ha'Beis. So he's referring. B'shem harab b'shem tov. B'shem tov was a makubal in the Middle Ages. Rizal l'shenei. B'shem tov. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's not other b'shem tov. B'shem tov is a makubal that's brought in different places. It's from the Middle Ages, the time of the Ramban, I think. 
Yeah, you have Shem Tov. There's also a Shem Tov, I believe, that is a commentary on Mayur Nevuchim. It was a name. It means, you know, a good name. That's what it means. They weren't named that. They've they got that name acquired. Yeah, in those days, there wasn't family names yet. It's more of a Shema Kinui. Um, yeah. And this is, the, this is the expression, this is the language. This is the language of no, the language of the Zalashene of the Padis. But Boyer Matsosi in the Sefer Haboyer I found Sefer Haboyer some say in time of the Zayhar there were the same period of the Zayhar there were two other Sefer Kabbalah Sefer Haboyer and Sefer Akona. So Sefer Akona, Rabbi Nuchuni Ben Akona. So Sefer Boyer, which actually means the same word like Zoya. Boyer means brilliance, shining. Um, some was tributed to Rabbi Nuchuni Ben Akona. Sefer Boyer, there was Sefer Akona. There's also Sefer Atmun, I should add. These are the earliest Kabbalistic works. If you want a list of them, I once made a whole bibliography of all Kabbalistic works from the earliest. Um... Look, it says over there, Amram Bidus Chesed. Yeah, Sefer Bar brings different places. Huh? This person remember saying things that the Bidus Chesed spoke to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a medrash. It's a medrash Kabbalah. I mean, it's like Zayar. Very similar to Zayar. Arya Kaplan has an excellent translation of Boy with a great introduction. He brings there all the different opinions of who wrote it. Momoshon Nechunya Ben Akana is what the consensus is. So Vazel Shene Beboy here. Vazel Shene. The Boyer Matsasi, I found in the Boyer. So this is the Pardis writing, Ramak, Moshe Karavira writing in the name of Roshemtov. Amai Ikris Sviris. Why they called Sviris? Mishum Hashamayim Misapin Kveit Kale. From the expression, the heavens are relating, are telling Kveit Kale, the glory of God. This is all still the language of this. Vakavona. The meaning of this is Kamoisha Hadibur Vahamiktiv. Just like words and writing and writings. When you when you speak, speech and, and, and the written word. Yevayer Bhagbalosi. Lias Murgishadvarim Hanalam Mateh Makshavasachim. This is so just like words that you speak or you write. Explain Yevayer Bhagbalosi. <coughs> through their confinement, through their, like I said before with the music, through their confined parameters, <laughs> that the things that are, that there should be, we should have a, a sense of the things that were concealed in the mind, in the thought of the Chachem. The same thing heavens, same thing heavens tell us the story of God. That's how he explains because what's the word misaprim? What do you mean ham sham samam? They're telling the story. Heavens are the spheres. No, 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 no. Spheres are no, no. He didn't say heavens are the spheres. It's a pasuk. Hashemayim misaprim kavod kale. We say it in David. The heavens tell us the story of God's glory. So he gave it. So he's saying, just like what means telling a story. Just like when somebody writes, write, speaks, or writes. So in this finite 
uh, instrument or finite uh, channel. They're expressing, giving us a taste, a sense of the things that are concealed in the thought of the Chochem. Actually, it's probably the Chochem's Dibur HaMichtev, to be honest. It's probably the Chochem's Dibur Same to the heavens. The heavens are a finite entity. You look up in the heavens, what are they? Skies. They too are telling us a story of something that's concealed within the divine, basically. And this is the Sphiris. Shekain HaSphiris, it's a muscle for the Sphiris. Shekain HaSphiris, Hemegalas HaMachshoves HaNelamas. And so, this, because here the spheres, they reveal the hidden thoughts. So, yes, yeah, Shamayim here is a muscle for the spheres, if you want to put it that way. Right, so, Kena spheres, Hemagala, Machshavas, and Alumnus. What are you saying? I mean, it's not a contradiction, he's just elaborating. Why is Svira called Svira? So he says it comes from the word Mesaprim. Hashemai Mesaprim. So heavens reveal, tell the story of the divine, the same thing the spheres. Basically, that's what he's saying. But, but the heavens is the one telling the story. It's like the book. It's like the writing and the, the deal. And so the spheres is that. Right, and then he continues. It's not, it's not really Hashem's book. It's the, is the book. It's the, it's the... But what are they telling? What, what story? Kveit Kale they're telling us. Right. So, what's the problem? I don't understand what the problem is. Hashem is Baruch is Kveit Kael. That's Kael. It's Hashem is Baruch. Maybe means telling us about Yeah. About Hashem is Baruch. Exactly. Okay, so this is all what the Hashem Tov said that the Pardis cites. Because of our Pardis now the Pardis goes and explains it, discusses it. So what do we have? The Rav Shemtov cited the Sefer Haboyer, and the Bazpardis is citing the Shemtov, basically. Rav Shemtov. Because of a Pardis, and the Pardis writes on the Shasfiris, Mesapris, that the Sfiris, the Sfiris, Mesapris, they tell, Umagbilis, Eshabilti Mugbul. They reveal, they, uh, they relate, and they limit Magbilis, that which is beyond limit. A builti mughal. That's what the Pardis says. The Pardis adds this expression. Because of course that's the key word here. So here we have again an interface between gvul and bligvul. Obviously this is clearly on a different level than what we discussed before with numbers. So let's see where it goes now. So it continues... But Indian who the Indian in this is the Kamoisha Dibur who Giliamakshava just like speech. Like he used the word speech, Dibur. Giliamakshava reveals the thought Shamakshava he behelam. Because thought is concealed. When a person is thinking, we have no idea what he's thinking. And speech reveals that which is concealed in the thought. The concealment within the thought. As it's known in what it says. 
my honor, but also if you tzativ, then it says afasisiv. So it says biriya the barasi tzativ. You biriya bechinas cheshech vehelam. The first level is biriya is a cheshech and helam. It's darkness and concealed. Vietzira bechinas gilia helam de biriya, and yetzira reveals the concealed within biriya. Shemachshavish bechinas biriya thought, which is the level of biriya of creation. We're talking about the worlds. So you have atzilus. Here he's focusing on Bria and Yitzira. Bria is Machshava. Yitzira is Dibur. And Asiya will be Maisa. But he's talking about the first two. Shemachshava is Bria thought, which is the state of Bria. It's still in a state of concealment. That's why we say Beira Cheshach. Because Bria is Cheshach. Bria is still a, a shape, a form without a shape. So it's concealed, like machshava. It's there, but it's concealed, like dark. What, why is it, what's the cause of this concealment in the machshava? Because though there are ACs there, because you're thinking, so it clearly has some parameters, but the letters there don't yet have any substance. They're not defined. So basically, what dominates there is the energy, is the idea. So even though there are letters there, but they're not yet of substance, substantive, in a way that from there, from that can be a revelation to reveal it to another. It's an interesting way he puts it. You know, you'd usually say, "Why is Machshava concealed?" Because it's you yourself. It's to you. So you're not, you're not telling it yet to somebody. But he's going deeper than that. He's saying, not only, even if you want to reveal it, you can't reveal it. You have to limit it for, to reveal it. Because the machshava, the, what's inten- the intensity of the idea is what dominates. And letters are not there yet. And to speak to Azulas, you need to, you know, sometimes, for example, whether a shikr, or not a shikr, somebody's a brilliant person, and he's so much involved, I did the tarad, lemivla lepolit. He's so busy concentrating on his idea, he can't speak then. If you ask him to speak then, he's going to say something that won't make sense. Because Machshav would dominate, so there's issues there, but they're, they're not substantive yet in the way and distinct that can be revealed to Azulus. And in Dibur, the letters become distinct and, and su- substantial. To the point that they can be felt and sensed by Azulas. Again, he says Murgash, which is the word that that the Rav Shemtov used. This Murgash Hadvarim, Hanalamim. Varihelam Amachshavim is Galamamish Ayedei Dibur. And now, even though it's a diminished state, but what what is Dibur revealing? Only what is concealed in the thought. Nothing new. And the concealment and the thought, that itself is literally being revealed in the, in the speech. Same thing with the spheres of Atzilus. The ten spheres of Atzilus, which are primary, which are containers. So even though he's using the word Bria, we have to understand this is Bria within Atzilus. So Kalim of Atzilus, which is the primary thing of the ten spheres, even though we know that 
that spheres are also an energy, but the focus here is on the kalim. So what do the kalim of Atsilas do? They reveal the, what is concealed in the higher energies that without the containers, like without the letters, the words of the of Dibur, of speech, those energies would not be would not be in a state of transmission and would not be revealed. The idea, kelim neshachim is lamata, and through these containers, they're drawn down and revealed below. Okay. Now, of course, you can ask the immediate question: How is this different than what he said earlier? That kelim as number do the same thing. A number also reveals that which was there before. So we'll leave that on the table because that's clearly going to be discussed. Because clearly, it's not just a redundant interpretation. Telling a story. Misaprim is not sip is not misper. Misper is clearly more concealed. But it's interesting just the parallel that it's a very similar idea that revealing something that was there before. For Indian and the Indian this is the Yudua, the Teva, Erasulias, because it's Talkus Lamaila. Explaining now why Kalim do this. Because it's known the nature of energies of light is to continuously be drawn and expire upward. You know, look at a flame. If there was no wick, it would just disappear. Like, for example, in the faculties of the soul. On Uroyim, we see. Every faculty and energy that is a higher level is in a more concealed and a more ascending state. And everything that's in a lower level is in a state of revelation and transmission. Drawing down. Yeah, yeah. Like he means intellect. Let's say intellect compared to action. I don't know if he's going to give an example. Yeah, he will. Yeah. But I, my example is immediately I would take the two extremes. To throw a stone. Or just to do something with your hands. And the sublime thought. So clearly one is and the other one is is expression and revelation. So these words you should memorize. His psalmus and his galus vamshacha, because these define two different states, opposite states. Like an intelligence, I mean, he's giving example for the kerechus hanefesh, which is an example for the nature of Eir compared to keli. So what do we see this Cognitive and emotional skills, or the mind and the heart. Midas, emotions, feelings, are in a state of itzia, of um, uh, extroversion, going outward. Vizgalus and revelation. Basically, expression. expression. Yeah, expression. That's good. She midas when he says it can't be Bissam, it doesn't mean that they, 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 they don't have a root. But midas, by definition, emotions, feelings, cannot be concealed. Their whole idea, their whole nature is expression. Because it's an awakening and an excitement about any particular thing. By definition, that is a form of expression. You can control it. But that's what a midah means. If you look at something and you're neutral to it, there's no midah, there's no midah aroused. If you're drawn to it, 
Whether you act on it is another story, but we're talking about whether your heart is drawn to it is by definition a yitzia. It's a, uh, you know, just a, the nature of, a, of an emotion. Or if you're repelled by it, there's also yitzia. It's some type of sensation. If you if, if you ignore it or, you, or you're oblivious, then clearly there was no mid. Since it's all about his sadists and his pilots, you see these lines are critical because they give you a um, very clear, de- you know, like definition of a mid. Spilus, not all the memorim that he always say that. Yeah. So it's in a state of expression and <coughs> revelation. So Sometimes, sometimes, it's always the vav before the ayin. Yeah. Okay. So that's why midas are used as an example not using that on the contrary that's why midas are sometimes explained or expressed as an example in the outer organs and limbs because if a midas is a midas a midas is an emotional thing like we say chesed is on the right hand why what does it have to do with the right hand the chesed is an emotion would you say the mind is in the right hand you wouldn't say that because these limbs are bela, they, um, how do you translate bela? Stick, Stick out. Protrude. protrude. They protrude. The And they protrude and, and extend out of the body. Right. Protrude and extend. Good. Same thing with Midas. They are in a state of protrusion and revelation. That's an interesting explanation. That's why you compare it to the Evarim. Huh? That's a good question. Why would you compare it to the Evarim? Why, why, you, know, you could say Midas is in the heart. Right side of the heart. Left side of the heart. Like, like, the, like, um, like the intelligence is in the mind is in the brain. But the fact that you compare it, so it means, so we say it today later, you'll think about this. Because a Midas is expression, is a, is a protrusion and extension. Yeah, those are good words. And what do they express to? What do they reveal? What do they, where do they protrude to? The Inamidus is that they're drawn to something that's beneath, beneath them. I'm not sure what this means because you could also be drawn to godliness. Okay, let's see. Because in general, Midas are a, uh, a diminished, it doesn't mean shiftless here in a it means it's an inferior part of the soul, meaning it's not the soul's greatest strengths. Hmm, interesting. Because Midas draw down a person from his true inner core personality. But Pastor, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm going to read what he says here, but Pastor, what he's trying to say is, you know, really, Abbas Eichel, it shouldn't, it shouldn't pass them to be influenced and be excited by things that are by other things. He's moved to something that, that itself is degradation. Right. Because he's moving beyond himself. So it's a form of de- degradation. degradation. But 
let's, but, but let's be honest, mid is unnecessary for half to Shemalakecha. So he's talking here in a very uh, base level here. And to act on your midas, pulus amidas, and I don't know if acting on the midas, no, the pulus amidas, the action of emotions, because now he's using a different pulus amidas, is impossible without, no, it's acting on your emotions, because you could have an emotion, and the person will say you could have chesed, you know, I mean, I have archim to give it, to present it to, but you still have it. So pulus amidas, basically the, the, the action the activation of the midas, the implementation, or the the expression we said the expression, yeah, the expression maybe the um, in, in, as in, is impossible without another. So all this shows, meaning that their so their pulosim, their implementation, their uh, actualization, actualization, I would use. Is revealed and drawn to something. So he's twisted from every way possible just to sum it up. What is Amida? Amida by nature is Yitzhi galus because it means an awakening or aroused to something. That's why they're compared to those Avaram Chitsenim because they protrude and they express and they extend. And it draws it's drawn to something beneath it because on, the, on your own, like that makes it even stronger. Because you could say if Amida was just exp- just a, for a reflection of what your essence is about, then maybe it's not a protrusion. Maybe that's what you are. So that's why he adds that it's actually, no, it's being drawn to something that's outside of the individual. So it's a form of a, a, a lower state, a degraded state, you could say. And you cannot actualize these Midas without another. Um, by contrast, now Mashenkin, Amechin, on the other hand, Mechin, intelligence, Eino Bchinis is Galus. They're not naturally in a state of revelation. They're not in a form of expression and revelation. They are concealed within the individual. So, number one is intelligence by definition is a concealed inward, an introverted force instead of an extroverted one. And more than Adarab, on the contrary, Moichin actually affect concealment in all the faculties, in the other faculties. Right. That by Achsil, is like a shikir, by Achsil, by a fool. Everything just expresses itself. His whole spirit, everything. He says everything. And a chacham, what's a chacham? His power is to to stop, to uh, withhold, restrain. His power is to restrain himself, within himself, and to conceal his, his inner interests. His, what's, his matter, the matters of inside of him. So we see that Chachma, wisdom, is a concealer, is an introverted force. It draws things in, not the opposite. Which is why a Baal Midas without Meichen is going to be very excitable and very emotional and so on. A Baal Meichen by nature is the opposite. You don't know what's going on inside of him. 
The Indian Amechin who Shemekashadis Asmi Ladovishalamayla Memeno. Ah. So in contrast to Midas, where Midas are you going outside of yourself and you're excited and you're aroused by something beneath you. In Mechin is the opposite. Intelligence is the other. You attach yourself, you connect yourself to something that's above you. That's the whole idea of intelligence. To understand something that is beyond him, above him, and to attach, connect, and and cleave yourself to it. And he should cleave himself to it. And here, all, all three things he's saying. Remember we said three things about Midas. The nature of Midas, is you see his galas Mechin is his almost within. Midas go downward, out we go, and Mechin goes above. And now the third thing. There he said, Pu'ulas Midas is with Azulas. With, uh, and Pu'ulas HaMechin, again the word Pu'ulas, the actualization of Mechin, Enolizulase, is not to another. Ki'im la'atzmei. Rather to yourself, Kanaid, as it's known. So all three things he just said about me, this Mechin is the exact opposite. Well, Mechin the Godless, and now he goes and adds, that's Mechin in general. Mature intelligence, which means evolved intelligence. Tivon Bebchinus Achadola Dafka Kiyudua. Their nature is is more than just concealed pavdala. You actually separate yourself, as it's known. That's all mechen, I would say. But here, pavdala means that mechen the godless. When a person is on a different, a completely different level of mechen, people like that are usually not. See, the first mechen is a bal mechen can be also a social person. He has friends and so on. A bal mechen the godless is usually someone that's anti-social, but he's not a social creature. He's not among. Uh, he's not going to be a different in a different place. You like that? I like because you're learning the same thing. Second cipher. Okay. That the that the that has to come from Das. Okay. Hari kol So anyway, all this is an example. If you remember, it began with an example. Madarach Moshel Kechis and Nefesh to understand Eris compared to Kalim. Because we're talking about the Kalim are the, revel- the revelatory force. And the Eidus, by nature, are histalkos lamaila. So this was an example, and now he's concluding the example and saying, So we see from all of this, that everything that is an, a, more, a higher, meaning higher, more, uh, more sublime, more, uh, more qualitative energy, so the higher the energy state, the more the the yesod tivu b'chinesis halmas Its nature is more of concealment and ascension. Aliyah. And the same thing is with what is lamaila. The nature of energy, divine energy, lamaila, is its nature is to ascend and to expire, meaning to go upward. Now he adds a qualification in a in the parentheses. Viyids the kamoshal the mechen amidus ala eris v'kelim, and this example of mind. No, because he talked till now he's talking eir. Let's say eir akeches l'mayli. He's talking eris alyanim. He's talking atzilus and beyond. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Zola Moshe, that's how he started. The Derech Moshe. He said that already. Look at the line before. What's that? And the same thing is an example. Eir Lamayla. Eir Lamayla is not a flame. That's the whole point. It's an example to understand Eir Lamayla. The Yids the Kamoshal, the Mechon Midas, all the Eris Vikalim. And the Yids the Kamoshal, how do we translate that? And it's appropriate. It's a fitting. The Yitzdak, it's a it's a good match. Yeah, it does justice. The muscle, the example of Mechanimidis does justice on energies and containers. Because before it was just a muscle to explain how air is this goes upward and Kalim go downward. Motions. So he says this is a does justice to energies and containers. according to what it says in Eitzchaim, you may recall that there's two different interpretations. We learned it earlier. So in Eitz Chaim, Chayu is Meichin, is intelligence, and Gamoy is is Kalim. I think he means to say Midas. That's what he wants to say. Chayu is Meichin, and Gamoy is Midas. But okay, he says Kalim. I know, I know. Mavua b'mokam achad, and it said and explained elsewhere the gamma shapirish l'abenozal in Nagaris Hakedish. The chayu who begins a beginning and eres with a mu kelim has a masmi mashakos beitzchayim. Ki amoyichin ikram beitzchayim zeh midas ikram beitzchayim kelim. Yeah, but pastors it should say midas here, but not completely because it does sometimes discuss it and it says that the midas are kelim. That's what he's saying here. Anyway, the point is like this. So it says that elsewhere it, it reconciles. Because Nagas Akesh he says that's energies. And Gamuya can tell him. And this is consistent, masim, reconcilable with what it says in Etzchaim. Why? Because intelligence is primarily energy. And Midas is primarily Kalim. Let's go back to where he said this earlier, and I want to just see how it's written there. It's page nineteen if you want to look. Is it 19? One second, maybe I made a mistake. No, no, my mistake. Page 9. Page 9, not 19. Page 9. So on top he says... Yeah, clearly. See it? No, page uh, nine, nine. See yeah, uh, five lines, six lines from the top. Yeah, okay. But pastors, he means midas. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. What do you mean? He, I'm talking about the first, the, the Eitz Chaim is Midas. Meichen and Midas. Chayu v'gamui are Meichen and Midas. I just want to say something. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
The, the only reason he's saying maybe Kalim because with the, in the Tivuch, in the reconciliation, he's saying because Moichin primarily, even the Kalim are like energies. And in, in the Midas, even the energies are like Kalim. But technically, it should be saying Midas here. Fine. So here we go. So that's so the muscle, therefore, is more appropriate than it's not just an example, because based on the Yitzchayim, there's actually this is divine intelligence and midas. Okay, fine. And this is the meaning what it says: that God is like the fire that consumes. The Pasuk, Eish Eichla, consumes what? Like the consumes on the Mizbeach? Okay. So this is the comparison of Hashem to a fire. Kamoiteva Eish Lalus Lamaila Lichl Be'eish Ayesedi. The fact that you're comparing the divine to an Eish, why? Because like an Eish, fire, nature of fire is that it's drawn upward. And to be consumed in Eishai Yisaidi, in the source of all Eish, in the, in the archetype of fire. That's the stalkers, that's the stalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the ground is under And this is because of its subtlety, its edelkeit. That's why it has the nature of elevation. You know, a grub thing, something that is crass and coarse, is, is falls downward. Mashenk and Eish... I'm sorry. The kola yesedes him chumrim, because all the yesedes, the the elements, in general the four elements we talk about: ish, ruach, mayim, offer. So you have mayim and offer. It goes back. The lowest, of course, is offer, earth. Then you have water. Then you have wind. And then you have ish. So all this yesedes are chumrim. They're very tangible, concrete, coarse. Umushum zeh. And because of their chumrius, chumrius here doesn't necessarily mean grubkite in the sense like we say in Aved, you say someone's a chumrius, he's into tivus or he's into very lowly things. Chumrius here means very, uh, there's a word for it uh, when you say something is like covet. Very physical, but very, but you know, but Aisha is also physical, everything's physical. They're very, they're, uh, they're, they're like heavy. Earthy. Chumri means more than just physicalshmi. It's uh, it means it means a certain grubkite, but not not in chesedish fabrengim grubkite. You know, certain. Umshumze yeshbam teva yirid alamata. That's why their nature is downward, fall downward. Mashenka naeish. The contrast fire whom it sees dark veruchni. It's a very subtle and spiritual the other, entity. The other ones are, are, are more tangible, huh? The other ones oh, but you were go down. Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who begins <clears throat> And therefore, it's in the kiruv erech. It's more commensurate and closer in relationship with its with its source. Ukeilu neimer shenirges by mekere. Ukeilu neimer. What I say, huh? Like we, as if we would say that it actually senses its source. In other words, it doesn't actually physically consciously sense it, but because of its similarity, when something is more edel, more refined, more subtle, 
it's it's similar to its source. So it's, it's, as if to say that it feels its source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of this. Yeah, yeah. Why are you why are you asking that? Yeah. That's why it has a nature to elevate and ascend and to be included and be encompassed, to be engulfed in its root and in its source. So that's the case. Why why doesn't fire go there? Because Only because when there's something that's uh, holding on to it, like a wick, that's good, that's Dovra uh, that contains it. We're still on the same page. We didn't change pages. Why are you? That, that's obvious. I'm saying, why are you? Uh, what, what? 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 Why would you think otherwise? Huh? Like she has Dovra Because when there's something that a thing that contains it, like oil and a, or a, and a wick, the fire is contained by them, in them, it's contained in them below. So the fire in its own is an elevating state. But the, but the, the wick, the, the, the fuel and the wick, contain it downward, keep it downward, ground it. Which means, when there's something receiving the flame, and it is mispolmemenu. It's uh, it's affected by it. That is not because you could have as a let's say if it's a wick, like a piece of metal, won't have that effect. It have something that is receptive to it. It's receptive in the sense that it's getting burned up and consumed by ash in the fire. In other words, it's almost like we'll learn this later. Yeah, we learned it later. The keli has to reach to the air. The keli has to be commensurate to the air for the air to speak back to it. So it's like it's seducing it because it's. So the air on its own is similar to its source, and therefore would ascend. The the keli, the the wick, and the and the and the oil and the fuel contain it and are affected by it. So they're both receptive to it, receptive to the flame, and are affected by it, that they get burned and they are, they are the keli to it, basically. They wouldn't be a keli, they wouldn't draw down the air. That's the bottom line. It would be like a student that's not receptive to a teacher. The teacher wouldn't be able to communicate with him, wouldn't want to, and wouldn't be interested, and wouldn't be able to. But even then, it's not like the flame suddenly changes its personality. Even then, it doesn't rest in the wick. It's constantly flickering. Lamaila. It's constantly flickering and moving toward above, reaching upwards, licking the sky, licking the air. Because the Aish desires by nature to separate itself from the wick. And, and cleave to its root above, you say the Eish Shakloli, in the core archetypal uh, root of fire. Like he says in Tanya, chapter 19, where he speaks about Neshama, Neir Hashem Nishmas Adam, so he says exactly that. Teva Eish is to go up, and that's why also soul 
is drawn upward, transcendent. This is all an example. The same thing is an example. The example This is an example from below. Being that this light, this energy above, is only a reflection. Because the essence, the core, source, is not, is not transmit and does not extend, does not express. It's only a reflection of it that we experience. He needs to say this, because you could say, one second, maybe if A it has its own personality, then who says this? You need to say that it's like Aish. In other words, it's only a reflection of something above it. So it's connected to that thing. And therefore, and being that the air, which is only a reflection, is cleaves and is attached to its source. That's the whole personality of air. Everything about air, what is it? That it is essentially an agent of its source. It's an expression of its source. And it's attached to its source. See there he said Ki'ilu Neymer. He says and here and actually senses its source. That's why this Ayr Lamaila is in a state of ascension and expiration toward its source, in its source. And it doesn't and it does not want, it's not in a state of being descending and transmitting downward. Because through that, he goes distant from his source. Why would he do that? His entire desire, his entire yearning, his entire chukka hunger, his entire um, desire is to be encompassed and engulfed in the Bimkede, in his source. As we will discuss later at length. And it's only through the containers. Because they are something that the energy is contained by them and is held by them. That the energy is contained by them. Through this specifically, the energy descends and is drawn, expressed, and uh, transmits downward. So that sums up. All this is explaining the paradis in misaprim. The what? I wanted to say that that uh, that uh, we're talking about that they that Sfiris tell the story of something that's concealed. So all this was an explanation. Why is it concealed? Because air on its own are not in a state of hamshach and gili, like machshava. So it's a machshava nelam. It'll be the kalim that reveal it, like someone tells a story of something that's going on within. Like dibur, or writing, tells something that was there in a concealed state. But it's still, obviously, in the middle of the discussion. I see that this discussion goes on and on for a while. And I think uh, maybe through this whole minor. So it's now discussing the nature of energy and container. And this is uh, obviously a continuation of everything he was speaking in the previous mimer, also about energies and containers in the context of number. Now we're talking about it in the context of concealed and revealed and going upward and downward. So it's another dimension of 
of energies and containers. Okay, we'll stop here. So we did chapter 91, page 175. Huh? Oh, the Kitzur. Let me do the Kitzur. One second. Don't stop. Don't, don't, don't. Kitzur, summary. Pirish habeiz b'svidus merab shemtev. The second inter- interpretation meaning in Svidus was from Shemtev. Losh and Sipur. From the word Sipur, story. Shem Megalas HaMachshavas HaNelamas. That they reveal the hidden thoughts. Because of a part of Shem Esapris HaMagbilas HaBiltigvul. And the part is right that they relate and, re- and confine or limit, confine you know, Mesapolis is relate and Magbilis, I would say confine, channel, maybe channel the Bilti Mugbul, that which is under, uh, which is un, unlimited. Like speech that reveals the thought. Same thing, containers reveal the energy. Because without the container, the nature of Ayur on its own, energy on its own is to ascend. Because every faculty and energy a higher energy is in a state of ascension, is a state of um, going upward. Like intelligence and emotions. Midas are a revelation, an expression, being drawn to something beneath it. And seichel is elevation and cleaving to something above it. Like the nature of fire, to elevate because of its closeness, because it relates, it senses its closeness to its source. It's interesting that Midas uses different words. Midas uses Amshacha and Dabashalamata Menor. Yeah, he says the very. He uses Amshacha and Dabashalamata Menor. Then Amshacha uses the word Vegas. Yeah, yeah, because it's. Yeah. Midas uses the word Amshacha. Yeah, because Amshacha is like Yerida. Kamoikena early Yeshe Ha'ara Hadvukabu Mikeda. The same thing here, being a reflection that's cleaved, that's connected to its source. Hariopchinis Aliyah Vistalkus. It's in a state of elevation and expiration. Through the containers, it descends and is transmitted and drawn downward. So we did chapter 91, page 175.